0: You are locked on Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on the Washington Football Team with the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I am David Harrison, writer. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Minnesota show on the Team Night 80 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the locked on Watch the Football Team Podcast first. Listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms, and we are on Twitter at RussellMania621, at D 82 and at LockedWFTPod. Chris. Second time we recorded on Monday, we had to record Monday's episode on Monday because of uh, long road trips and both of us getting home late Sunday Mm -hmm. evening, so we're recording another episode here on Monday, but this time we've got some news coming out, including News that is is depressingly exciting, I think, and that new kicker, uh, a potential new kicker, is being has been worked out by the Washington Football Team.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of news coming out Monday afternoon after we recorded, like you said, the first episode, uh, and 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 now we have some a little bit more information. Although this is certainly subject to change, so let's start with this. Um, as we talked about last week, David, I think it was on the Tuesday episode. Uh, Because I'm pretty sure uh, I remember uh, recording it with you last Monday night. And or or maybe we were actually actually, you know what, I think we were separate uh, is what it was. So I I mentioned it when you were gone. uh, That's what it was uh, that Joey Sly was being let go at that point from the San Francisco 49ers at any point uh, when Robbie Gould was officially cleared and ready. And I said, hey, you know, I said, look. Joey Sly might be a perfect and ideal candidate for the Washington football team. Why? Because of a couple of reasons, Ron Rivera and some of this coaching staff, although not Nate Katzer, the special teams coordinator, uh, they had him in Carolina in 2019. As a matter of fact, he replaced Graham Gano when Gano was knocked out for the season with a knee injury. Uh, So Joey Sly, who also has local ties, number one, the Virginia tech Hokies, Former place kicker. Uh, and number two, he's from Stafford High School, Stafford, Virginia, which for those that are not familiar necessarily with the 95 corridor in the northern Virginia area, uh, that is north of Fredericksburg and say, let's say, you know, about 45, 50 miles south of Washington, D.C. So there's a lot of uh, local connections. There's a lot of coaching connections. There's a lot of reason Uh, David, why Joey Sly is uh, on the radar as we speak here uh, and as we record this. And again, they could choose to sign him. They could choose to just work him out uh, or just keep it at a workout. They could put him on the practice squad. There's a couple of different options here. Uh, We don't know which way they're going to go, at least as of this recording. 65 of 81 in his career in terms of field goal percentage. 73 of 83 on point after attempts. Uh, And that was according to uh, Chad Ryan, who does some good work covering uh, the Washington football team from overseas. Uh, Again, played at Virginia Tech, Stafford High School in Virginia, uh, New York Giants, Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, San Francisco 49ers. Most recently, Joey Sly working out, Uh, I, I guess, before we get to the rest of the workout list. Are you with me that you're thinking, well, of course they should be doing this, and yes, they should sign Joey Sly, even though we weren't at the workout, just based on his Mm -hmm. experience level in the NFL?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as much as I think you can be, I'm a fan of Joey Sly. I remember uh, his days with the Carolina Panthers, and uh, I liked him. I liked the kid. I mean, you know, not going to go down as probably the greatest kicker in NFL history by any means. Uh, You know, 78% made kick. Uh, percentage in his rookie or his first season in 2019 of active play uh 2020 last year 80 percent made this year 84 percent uh for the season 80 percent with the houston texans 87 and a half percent with san francisco um he's missed two field goals this year but he's also made at least two field goals from 56 yard like his his long with the houston texans 56 yards his long with the san francisco 49ers 56 yards his long with the carolina panthers 56 yards. So this kid can make a 56 yard kick. And I think that's saying a lot. I mean, uh, look, you know, I'm not a special teams coach and I'm not the general manager, obviously, of the Washington football team. I'm not Ron Rivera, uh, but Joey Sly can't do worse um, than what we've seen with Chris Blewett and, and, you know, and and all that. So, I mean, yeah, I I think
1: I I think Sly does not have the leg that Blewett has. But, you know, at this point, David, honestly, I'm willing to sacrifice somebody not being able to hit a 54-yard field goal attempt for somebody that doesn't get blocked every freaking <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: Well, and, I mean, his it, longs are 56, you know what I mean? So if you can make yeah. 56 yarders, you're no, good. No, I,
1: I understand You know, But, but I mean, like you don't know with weather, obviously, and, and FedEx field, you know, even though right. they've improved the surface, it's notoriously one of the worst uh, field goal kicking uh, fields and so on and so forth, I, I, I'd rather a guy be, be almost as, as, you know, almost money from 45 and under, and I'm not saying Sly is, but he's better than Blue. is, and obviously he's got a lot more experience. Again, nobody should expect Joey Sly to be perfect, close to perfect. The question is, can he be competent or better than getting three out of four field goals uh, blocked?
0: Which, yes, I am am confident, uh, at the risk of this being thrown in my face, if it doesn't happen, that he can indeed be better than what we've seen from, uh, from Chris Blewett. And, you know, as Dustin Hopkins is busy winning games for the Los Angeles yeah. chargers, uh, I think he's definitely one of the better options out there on the free agent market. And, and, you know, look, not, a, not a guy who's a free agent because he can't kick, you know, he he's kicked for two teams this season, have very good, uh, percentages or pretty good percentages there. And I mean, you know, for, uh, you don't want to rely on it by any means, but the, the, the young man is three for three, uh, this year from 50 plus. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good again, you know, weather and, and all that stuff permitting as well. But yeah, I I again I would I would have I would have signed Joey Sly yesterday. I liked it when you brought it up. I like it even more now that he's been worked out. Hopefully they're just working on the logistics absolutely.
1: Of it. All right. So while we wait for that, they also worked out Sharif Miller, a defensive end slash linebacker formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles and a couple of other teams former fourth round pick out of Penn State. Also defensive tackle Chris Slayton from Syracuse. We mentioned Sly and also a defensive end Jason Strobridge from North Carolina. Uh, Obviously not a lot of household names, not that you're going to necessarily get that at this point in time. Uh, But the first thing that went through my mind, at least from the defensive end perspective with Miller and Strobridge and, you know, just the defensive line heavy nature is this. um, With Montez sweat out for the next mm, three to five weeks. They need bodies, right? I mean, this could be for the yeah. practice squad. This could be for the active squad. We don't know. But, I mean, right now I expect the starters to be James Smith, Williams, and Chase Young this Sunday and forward mm-hmm. with Shaka Tony being the top rotational end in reserve. But that's going to take them out of potentially some other situations. So, to me, this is just a body count thing, not necessarily a, oh, man, we have a real big issue like they do at place kicker.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, with Montez, well, by the time he's ready to return to the practice field, by the time he's realistically ready to return to play, your, your year might be done. And, and, you know, it might be uh, wiser for the team at that point to just shut him down for the rest of the year uh, and allow him to prepare for the following season. We'll have to see what the situation is, uh, of course, around that time. But, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of things. You know, you're bringing in young guys, see if they fit, see how they take to the coaching, see what kind of raw athleticism they have. Uh, maybe you can tap into and and it's always a good idea to do that when you have those roster spots open you don't want to sit with a roster spot open because that's the opportunity to find a hidden gem somewhere that you're missing
1: all right the washington football team did this we know not just a workout they did bring back center interior offensive lineman john Toth, uh, david if you remember him he's the model
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> was here earlier in training camp, the preseason uh, and right around the start of the season on the practice squad. He kind of bounced back and forth. Uh, not a biggie here. But with Chase Roulier done for the season, they obviously were a little thin uh, there behind Keith Ismael uh, and the starter um, that uh, Tyler Larson, who was brought over uh, from Carolina. All right. Going through, um, you know, look, as we mentioned on the on the the late Monday episode, there was no official practice injury report or anything like that on Monday. Uh, it was right. a light practice, get the guys back on the field, day off on Tuesday, practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But some decent news Sam Cosme, Brandon Sheriff, Deami Brown, William Jackson III, Eric Flowers, Antonio Gibson, Cornelius Lucas were all participating to some degree. Curtis Samuel, Montez Sweat were riding the exercise bike, according to reporters uh, that were there. I did not attend, something came up at the last minute and Logan Thomas worked out on the side field. Uh, They say they're going to, you know, come back and evaluate Logan Thomas, see if he can go on Wednesday, or they might have to wait another week on that, but it looks like Mm -hmm. decent chance they might get Cosme, Sheriff, Jackson, uh, and Cornelius Lucas back. If not even, you know, you could add potentially Samuel and Logan Thomas to that mix as well.
0: Yeah, which would be which would be great because you're you're facing a very strong pass rush uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, coming to town this weekend. And that's the, it's not a team you can expect to win a defensive battle against. If you get a defensive battle uh, nine times out of 10, at least, you know, since Tom Brady has arrived to town, uh, it's typically because Tom Brady or that that offense, for some reason, is misfiring. Uh, less, usually it's less to do with what the defense is doing. Unfortunately, that's just, that's Tom Brady. I and mean, that's his career. Uh, usually it's, it's kind of his team's beating themselves type of thing, but you can't come into a game against, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady and those weapons and expect to win uh, a defensive battle. You've got to come in there and essentially be prepared for a shootout. So getting as many weapons as you can. I mean, that's, you don't want to go to a shootout with a six shooter. You know what I mean? You want, you want to helicopters, you know, uh, air support if you can get it.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, that is going to uh, wrap up the news and notes portion of our show. When we return, we're going to hear from LP on the voicemail line. He's got some things to say. Uh, And as well, we're going to get in a little bit into the political football realm, uh, which I know some of you don't really care about, but it is very important and newsworthy when it comes to the Washington football team and the NFL. David, you know what I love Besides doing the Lockdown Washington football team podcast with you, I love Thanksgiving. Uh, who doesn't love Thanksgiving? Food, family, football, all of the good food, the treats, plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't terrible for you, not loaded with calories and sugar. Well, my friends, it is a perfect time for a billboard. How about two built bars? Because they're so low in calories, sugar, net carbs and bad stuff, you might be able to get away with, again, having two instead of that big old piece of pumpkin or apple pie. Because one slice of pie could have upwards of 300, 350 calories. Most built Bars are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie, I didn't think about that pie, with a coconut built Bar. Or go for a raspberry built Bar. Or do what I did, For a late night snack, I had a peanut butter brownie built bar uh, on Monday night while I was finishing up my radio show and getting ready for the podcast. Again, covered in 100% real chocolate, built is a great option when you're hungry, even if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough. Share some at your family gatherings, get the whole family involved, get them built bars for the Christmas season. There's nothing like a built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises at Built.com. And when you go to Bilt.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, this is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, Thank you for being with us as always and for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. All right, David, let's get to this. We're a little uh, backed up here. Let's get our buddy LP in Jersey in on the voicemail line. LP is going to give me something that I didn't know that is going to make me quite the happy man. And then he's also going to attack me. I have a feeling about these things. Why don't we listen to LP?
2: Hey guys, it's LP in New Jersey. How you guys doing? Uh, as always, I want to thank you for what you do. Uh, keeping me engaged. Also want to thank you for the anniversary wishes. And I guess, uh, on as well. Thank you for the anniversary wishes. It was a great time. It's nice to step away. Uh, but here we are back again, <laughs> uh, David quickly. I wanted to say to you, um, Yes, I am a hockey fan. I actually played hockey my whole life. Uh, I went to a Catholic school who didn't have football, so. uh, But I'm not a Devils fan, so that's irrelevant that the Caps were beating the Devils. Uh, I'm actually an Islanders fan. We're not really doing that great either, but listen, I like the Capitals, but they're going to fall apart at the end of the year. They're going to be going to the Olympics. They're going to be exhausted. Uh, They're old. Anyway, irrelevant. Uh, also, David, I wanted to thank you for your service. I heard you mention, uh, you're in the, you were in the military. Uh, I am also ex military 45750 c was my AFSC.
3: Um,
2: and lastly, David, I want to agree with you that, uh, we need the bowling ball. There was some, I've seen over the past couple of weeks, the short yardage situation where we need the bowling ball. Peyton Barber, I think he would have been great. I, although Patterson might be able to do it. I'm I, I starting to say myself, I can't believe David was right uh, about the bowling ball. We, 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 our season might look so much different uh, if we had him. So, um, now, uh, the other thing I want to say is, uh, Rooster, uh, I'm going to take umbrage with you this, this time. <laughs> I keep hearing you say, and I want to ask you if this is just, if you're just being factual or if this is an opinion. You keep saying that uh, about. Uh, Fitzpatrick you know when he'll be available when he'll be available do you actually want him to come back because to me that is that is just a a really horrible take to what point to what end the season's lost I I mean you guys are reporters you're not fans you know I mean you may root for the team but the season's done. It's Play all your young guys. Everybody young. Everybody you drafted. See what you have. I mean, there's no point in putting in Fitzpatrick for what point? To get more wins so that you have, you know, you you don't have an embarrassing season. Well, that's just a low, you know, a worse draft pick to me. That's what we always do. We're always in the 12 to, you know, 15 pick range instead of up high getting a high impact person. So I don't want to go down the stretch winning a bunch of games. And I know that that's a bad take for you guys, but it just, you know. I don't see the point in putting in Fitzpatrick at this point. Let Heineke keep getting better as a, as a backup for you for next year uh, and go through his growing pains. That's much better served for the team in my opinion. All right. So I want to know what you think about that. Have a great day. All
1: right, LP. Thank you very much, pal. As always, we appreciate, uh, and and yes, absolutely absolutely with veterans day, of course, coming up, David uh, served our country. So we uh, thank all the members uh, of the military uh, whatever branch, whatever service you did uh, for your uh, sacrifice, and uh, you know, just want to make sure we obviously do that as much as we possibly can, especially around uh, this time of the year. Uh, David, I- I'll 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 take the the first part, the the part that I I like that LP went with uh, when he said, a he was a hockey fan, not a Devils fan, but an Islanders fan because that is speaking my love language. I islanders fan uh grew up on long island during the heyday of the four stanley cups uh, and the islanders have been back-to-back eastern conference championship finals uh losing unfortunately to the tampa bay lightning who have won the last two stanley cups uh so you know i mean look uh i I am an islanders guy so me and lp together at last as far as the whole patrick thing uh goes listen i i I don't know how how you're gonna operate with this um (laughs) I want Fitzpatrick back because one, I don't think Taylor Heineke is great Two, I think Taylor, uh, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was the guy that they wanted. And, and more importantly, I'm not ready to just say there's zero chance that he could ever come back or stay around, even though he's a free agent, even though it's not looking likely, I would say this Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, is, they're going to want to win. They are not going to care about draft status. They are not going to care about tankathon. They are not going to care about any of that stuff. They want to win. And if you're going to play like that, I want you to play the best people. Because A, the division is not totally done. The playoffs are not totally out. And B, if you're going to play to win, play your best players. And to me, Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than Taylor Heineke. That's it. Period.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I I agree with all that stuff and and you know the only thing I'll really add to that is, you know, it, it kind of it seems really insurmountable, you know, a 2 and 6 team, you know, about halfway through the season. Uh but you have to look at, it. I mean, the NFC has five teams that would be in the playoffs right now that have two or fewer losses compared to the AFC that only has two, but every single team that would maybe be in the playoffs right now in the AFC has a winning record whereas the NFC has the 4 and 4 Atlanta Falcons that would be the 7th seed right now uh in in the playoffs. And every other team, eight through 16 in the NFC, every single one of those teams has a losing record, whereas the AFC has five teams that are that would be out of the playoffs that actually have winning records. So that's kind of where the discrepancy comes in there. So when you look at the fact that the four and four Falcons are in the playoffs right now, you know, two and six compared to four and four isn't as bad as, say, two and six compared to, you know, six and two, something like that. Now they've got to win you know, at at least seven of the last nine games and you like to see an upset in there, you know, somewhere they could upset the Buccaneers that would obviously uh, make a lot of of waves and and make a lot of noise. So that would go a long way to doing that. But then to your point, Chris, you know, the team is not, you know, the the NFL is way too physical of a sport to expect a team to go out there and tank like the players on the field aren't going to go out there and go through a car accident's worth of physical punishment to lose on purpose. That's just not how uh, they're going to operate. And then, also, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like you said, that's, that's the quarterback that they envisioned for this offense, not Taylor Heineke, and they are somewhat different uh, in, a, in a lot of ways. And you still, if you have the opportunity, want to see how players fit when you have the right type of quarterback operating your system. Even if it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick that comes back next year, would a Ryan Fitzpatrick-type quarterback with his ability and his leadership and his decision-making be a better fit in the offense you can only find that out by mm-hmm. playing him and that'll lead you into some decisions in the future
1: absolutely all right in uh, just uh, in the interest of time we're not going to have a whole lot of time to get into this uh but it is important we didn't get to address this yet uh over the weekend and really late on friday we found out that the oversight and reform committee from congress uh, is still very much salty at the NFL and the Washington football team for not providing the proper response and documentation and emails and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, this was some great reporting by ESPN. Uh, my buddy John Kahn uh, and uh, his colleague uh, Tri- uh, Tisha Thompson uh, put this together It was really well done. It came out I think on Saturday David um, and and basically what, what you know what what we have here is Congress wants, Dan Snyder, the Washington football team, and the NFL to release all of the ex-employees or many of them from non-disclosure agreements, which some, many signed in order to get their release from the organization. They want them to have the freedom to speak clearly and honestly and transparently. And basically, what it sounds like is there's going to be another little mini- Investigation slash witch hunt here from Congress and from the democratically run oversight committee. And the key thing that I think that is kind of important in my eyes is there's now a battle between not only the Washington football team and the NFL and the and the House Oversight Committee, but also Republicans and Democrats. And without making it too politically spirited, basically the NFL is trying to rally support on their side from Republicans to go against the Democratic. Uh, you know, uh, run House majority and, and the oversight committee. And basically now we're, we're going full tilt from uh, in, into heavy politics, right? But but where it still depends, where it still matters to football, David, and this is very important, is as this situation goes further, Dan Snyder is going to have to answer a lot of questions and they're going to on the record and there's not going to be any hiding and any running and if the employees get release and and clear freedom to testify on congress and on capitol hill Mm -hmm. this get really 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 ugly in a hurry for dan Snyder, the washington football team in the nfl
0: yeah and i hope it happens i mean you know like some of the representatives talked about that there needs to be accountability uh, for people who do these types of things that they're being accused of if it happened And, you know, obviously there's enough evidence to think that maybe they did. And they also stated that there are a significant amount of people who have come to them and said that they want to testify. They want to tell their story if they're allowed to do so. So uh, I don't honestly see how this doesn't end with that happening. But, you know, these things have a mind of their own and they have a, a funny way of of getting out of control a little bit. And something that's gotten out of control lately, Chris, are gas prices. But our listeners can get a little bit of that gas money back if they use the GetUpside app. Washington football team fans, David Harris and Chris Russell here. We've been talking to you about GetUpside, but we're still going to talk to you about it. Some of our listeners are making up to 25 cents back per gallon of gas every time they fill up by just downloading the free GetUpside app in the App Store or the Google Play Store right now. Using the promo code TOUCHDOWN, you'll get a bonus 25 cent per gallon on your first fill up. So you can get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon with your first tank of gas with the GetUpside app by using the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get that cash back just downloading the app. That's all you have to do. There's no fee. There's no membership. There's no taxes or anything like that. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back. And there's no cash. The cash gets back added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime to your account, your PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brand brands. Again, all you have to do is download the free Upside app. Use the promo code touchdown for that first gallon. That first tank of gas and get up to fifty cents back per gallon. Again, all you have to do is download the Get Upside app. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. David Harrison, Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison two at russellmania sixty one. The show at Locked WFT Pod. We've got one more voicemail this time coming from Antoine.
3: Yes, it's Antoine Tony talks. Once again, I'm calling in. I'm the gentleman that said hey, we should have been trying to get Tyler Huntley. But as you said, he's a second teamer and Baltimore is happy with him. But so is um, they're happy with Mitch Krabinski, you know, up there too, uh, behind Josh Allen. And we were trying to get him and he's not as good as Tyler Huntley. But, I just want to say, it is Ron's fault. Ron knew he needed a quarterback. He wasn't trying to get it. He, he was going to bring his boys uh, from the Panthers, in which, you know, neither one of them are a first-string quarterback. That's where the problem began. When he came here, he should have been looking for a quarterback. There were quarterbacks out there. He didn't trifle them. He was His boys, Tyler, um, Tyler Haneke, and um, Allen over, he didn't have to bring those. He could have looked for some. There was somebody, some in the till who had started, had starting history. He didn't pick from the starting history. He picked from those that were backups. And uh, also I would think that if you were, you know, able to just to say, I know you're the uh, commentator, the, uh, you know, uh, on the show that would have to faithfully, Um, defend Ron Uh, sometimes you got to call it like it is he was a defensive minded coach anyway he's good maybe with some personnel but he's picking players to play in different positions and using this vanilla offense it's more vanilla than vanilla ice cream and Alaska he brought in Scott Turner who is not that great of an innovator especially on offense so that's my take on it, and I think if he had came in trying to get a quarterback, that's the first thing you do to set up your team. Come in with a great quarterback, a qu- or not a quarterback that was sustained. You know, you know that uh, Dwayne Haskins was young, and he would probably have to have someone in the background to help him along, and there was some out there. So, Tyler Hudley, I'm still looking forward to him trying to get down and of Mitch Trubisky, who was proven not to be a starter, who had his opportunity and chances and did not do well. Try for Tyler Huntley. Baltimore needs running backs. We have a few that would help them. They're not helping us. All
1: right, thank you. All right, Antoine, that's a lot to unpack there. Um, David, I don't know exactly where you want to go here. I mean, I'll leave the Tyler Huntley thing alone because I know you already uh, answered that part. Listen, a-, a lot of people obviously are going to look back and say Ron Rivera should have done anything and everything to get a quarterback. I'm thankful that he did not, did not draft Tua tunga Viola, uh, I think that would have been a terrible draft pick. I think Miami uh, is finding that out. I said that at the time. I'll say that again. Nothing's going to change my mind. I got to be honest. I did not think Justin Herbert would be this good. So that's my fault. They didn't either. Uh, there were several other teams that didn't, including Miami, who took uh, Tua before Justin Herbert. So, uh, listen, we can sit here and cry over spilled milk. Obviously, they tried to get Matthew Stafford. Uh, they did not. Uh, they're not willing to mortgage and, and, and ransack the, the cupboards. Uh, just for, you know, a veteran quarterback, a franchise quarterback, or hope, or whatever, I think they'll be much more likely to do it this offseason than last offseason. Now that the roster and the depth and the and, and the overall, like, program has been built up for two years, with ron's people and ron staff's people i think they're much more yeah. likely to be aggressive in the quarterback market this offseason
0: yeah i mean you know they try to trade for matt stafford the you know the Lions obviously wanted more than what washington was able to give them whatever that was uh instead that they, they, he goes to the rim so i mean it's not without effort you know what i mean um and tyler huntley you know i like tyler huntley from the limited action that we've seen but again you know, they're not going to design a scheme for a running quarterback because they they have that opportunity now, and they're not doing it anyway. Um, As far as Ron's being his fault, I mean, at the time that Ron Rivera got hired, like Dwayne Haskins was, it was still kind of, let's see if Dwayne Haskins can be the future for this team. There was no interest, I think, from an organizational standpoint, whether it was Ron or anybody else, to bring in a starting quarterback because you wanted to see if Dwayne Haskins was going to be your starting quarterback. We already had that conversation, but, I mean, even if you look at the free agent class from 2020 – yeah, got Tom Brady, who was looking to go to a competitor or to a stacked offense, which Washington was not at the time. Jameis Winston, who was a backup quarterback last season for a reason. Marcus Mariota. Cam Newton, who is still a free agent right now. Phillip Rivers, who, you know, yeah, arguably Phillip Rivers probably would, But again, you're bringing in Phillip Rivers to be your starting quarterback, not, well, let's see how Dwayne does. And if he doesn't pan out, Phil, you'll play. That's not what Phillip Rivers was looking for. And then Teddy Bridgewater, who, same thing. He was looking for a starting job, not a come compete with Dwayne Haskins or somebody else. He wanted to be the starter. So really there were names out there, but they're really not feasible names. When you look at the situation uh, that Washington was in when Ron came in, and then even looking towards next year, you know, it's November. It's early November. I don't see any slam dunk franchise quarterbacks coming out in the draft next year, to be quite honest with you. Um, And then you look at the free agent landscape, Ben Roethlisberger. He's not, you know, he's a shell of himself. If he even continues to play Taysom Hill. I think we can pass on that Ryan Fitzpatrick. We obviously you know, the injury situation, Andy Dalton, who no, uh, Nick Foles is another guy. It's Rod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater. Like you're basically right back in the same pool. Franchise quarterbacks don't just come around uh, every year for, for somebody to pick up. So you got to, there, there, there has to be a little bit of a patient, you know, approach. And that's why I like what Ron Rivera in Washington has done as far as saying, look, we're not just going to go get a quarterback for the sake of getting a quarterback. That's what Miami did. They didn't really believe in a lot of these guys, but they went ahead And they did it they really believed into a tongue of vailoa guys it wouldn't have taken less than 17 games for them to start shopping him for trade partners okay um and yeah justin herbert i'm with you chris like i i didn't hate justin herbert i didn't think he was gonna be what he what he what he's turned out to be and even that he still hasn't been like the greatest quarterback you know in the nfl even in the afc west every single week he's he's definitely had his struggles this season
1: yeah no doubt about it all right that's gonna do it for this episode of locked on washington football team podcast thanks for making LOWFT your first listen each and every day. Coming up, we will have a crossover edition with James Jarco and myself. How about that? Uh, and as well, we will hear from David with a special interview with a Washington football team assistant coach. Stay tuned for that. Don't want to spoil the surprise. You'll want to make sure you listen. To that. Now make your second listen in the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout, Matt Williamson, giving you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes, free and available on all platforms. Uh, got questions or a topic you want us to discuss? You can get in on the voicemail line, just like the fellas did, 301 615 3577. That's 301 615 3577. If you're a little shy, you want to email us, lockwftpod at gmail.com. Dot com. That's going to do it for us today. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Football Team for SI Fan Nation, up Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst show on the flagship station for the Washington Football Team, the team nine eighty on the Odyssey app. with Medhurst. We'll be back with more episodes to come. As we catch you down to kickoff between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Washington Football Team, right here on the Lockdown Washington Football Team.